Blog Talk Radio. Lovely, lovely doctor 
decides that, mm-hmm. you know, I need to remove all sugar and starch and all that fun stuff from my diet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that occurred during this time, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's nothing like that look of nervousness on your face when 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 you know there is uh, uh, a certain medication in your system and you just had sugar. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like where's the nearest bathroom? Let me map at my route now. Well, you know, gotta love metformin. It's a fun drug for all you bottoms out there. Yeah. You might want to try it. Just saying. I'm but, just thinking you know, it would be easier to just give you like a gallon jug of Go Lightly. <laughs> I mean, it would move faster. Oh no, no! I mean, I just think it would actually be gentler. It, it would be Probably. like the Dulcolax equivalent at this point. You know, it, instead of like the here's two sticks of dynamite. Call me in the morning. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. since you've misbehaved, we are going to punish you. Uh, <laughs> and you know, you know, this is so where your love of potatoes got me. Yes, this is where your love of potatoes is gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I know it's been rough. It's okay. Well, it was really done wrong. But we did good things with rice cauliflower. Like I'm, even yeah. I'm surprised. Like I was going into this, like this is gonna be crap. This is gonna be crap. Uh-huh. Like there's no way that I can make, you know, quote unquote mashed potatoes using mm-hmm. rice cauliflower as a substitute. Not especially not when I opened that microwave bag. I was, I was sitting here going, this is such crap. This is gonna be garbage. This is not gonna work. You know, I'm actually liking it better. Like I'm like I have my own like love hate relationship with uh, with potatoes. Like mm-hmm. on one hand, I love everything you can do to a potato, mm-hmm. but then when I have a ton of potatoes, I'm like, that's it. I'm done for the day. That like that's it. Like I've got right. nothing else. This is my bag of tricks. I've I, I'm done. Roll me up in a sleeping bag. I'm done. Um, But with the rice cauliflower doing that, it it actually works out nicely. Right. Um, And it does. It works out really nice. This other thing that I was kind of surprised with and we're still experimenting on is zucchini. Yeah. It's like, "Mm, this is going to be Washy, this is going to be awful. It's actually pretty good. You know, so the conversion to, you know, no non carbs has been interesting. I think the worst thing was I tried to snack. I I was, you know, my old stand back of, I am so fucking tired. If I have to say, hi, thanks for calling Asen, I'm going to barf and pass out in a chair is grab a Snickers and grab a cup of coffee. No big deal. Fast yeah. pickup, I'll run four hours. This is my old nursing tricks when I used to work 18s. Yeah. 36s. Yeah. Yeah. No. They're now the most disgusting things on earth. <laughs> I, I, and I swear to God, it's got to be the metformin. 
it has got right. to be the Matt Foreman that is doing this to you because I've noticed, like, ever since you started it, some of your yeah. most favorite sweet foods are now like, bleh. Like, like yo. Like, uh. <laughs> like, cause, and it's so, it, it is kind of fun. It is kind of fun. Because it's like yeah. watching you get all excited to get like a Snickers, and then you're just like, ew. Oh, this is nasty. It, it's kind of fun. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible human being, but I find it funny. Because <laughs> every right. time you have the same like happy little kid expression, and then it's like, and it tastes like poop. Like, I am. I'm a horrible person. Uh, Um, This is not good. Um, You know, so my Snickers fetish is gone. No interest in Mm -hmm. that. What else I decided I dislike for the sole purpose of it's nasty? Um, Um, Basically, almost anything chocolate. That's where you are right now. Unless it's dark chocolate, all milk chocolate, you, you've been, like, pretty much you. Um, the right. only exception to that has been, like, the Hershey Kisses. Like, you can do those, I think. I can do the Hershey Kisses. Um, Hershey mm-hmm. with almond is okay. Um, mm-hmm. Hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Having hot chocolate unsweetened with milk. You know, mm-hmm. don't bring me that mixed crab. Bring me the real crab. I actually yeah. like it um, mm-hmm. and get cravings for it more often. And then the mocha, yeah. I mean, because used to chocolate was nothing. I mean, grab a candy bar, cap candy bars, enjoy them. Sympathy, Snickers, you know. Believe me, my assistant, Michael, knows that, you know, on the grocery list goes Snickers bars as soon as October 1 gets here. And it's like, no, find somebody else for those. Um, (laughs) It just gives me that look of confusion. Um, What do you mean? Yeah, No, that's a required staple. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, it's on your list of survival things that must be in the house. Yes, survival food. Yeah, yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> well, and I've also yeah. noticed that that your reaction to some foods is way different than it than it used to be. That uh-huh. it, well, and it's it's been a process. One was the hardest part's been getting you to like say no to potatoes. Like, it was funny yeah. in the beginning of this when you're just, like, everywhere we went for a week after that conversation, you're like, and I'd like a baked potato, mashed potatoes, you know, french fries, hash brown. Like, one of those would be like, uh-huh. And it's like, I'm just sitting here like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Not a clue. And then when it uh-huh. comes out, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, it's like crap. Do you mind potatoes? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or does it have yes. potatoes in it? And, you know, now I'm like, I don't even want onion rings. It's like you. I don't even want those either. Yes. Yes. That was a little weird yeah, but, at first. 
Yeah, of like I almost there are, there are I want a new drink. That, yeah, there's certain foods you always get, and then now it's just like this totally different thing. It's now it's mm-hmm. becoming like you have broccoli with like every meal. Which, by the way, yeah. can we just talk about what is up with restaurants that that is like the healthier side everywhere? Like Captain D's, yeah. you know, Applebee's, you name the restaurant, they always have. It's like in the sea of potato, uh huh, they're steamed broccoli. Like you can get potato yeah. 18 different ways or broccoli or a house salad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like this is your healthy option, you know mm-hmm. everything else. And is, I think the potato. Yeah, and I think I even uh, you know aggravated my manager, um, because you know we normally have a team meeting before or after an event, um, to figure out yes. what we need to do differently, how I'm feeling, whatever. And we went to this one restaurant, and I'm like, not down for this, not even in the mood <laughs> for this. This is bull crap. None of this food can I eat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then she's like, okay, you know, I'm sure she went back to her playbook of, okay, AC's AC's grumpy, (laughs) what do we get here? What do we see? Yeah, so she, 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 yeah, yeah, she picked a brewery. Which was yeah. semi problematic for a whole other reason, but it actually turned out well. And then it was like, the food was really good. You did good. Um, you know, it it turned uh, out yeah. okay. But I know you were having a whole moment when you were sitting there looking at the menu, just like, I want this, I want that, I want these five other things, and they were basically all potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, they really, again. Uh-huh. In 500 different well, ways. Baked, fried, smashed, whatever. Yeah, you can get potato skins. You can get baked potatoes. You can get a loaded baked potato. You can get french fries, hash browns. You name it. The sea of right. potato continues. Um, but if you actually want anything else, which is where you're at right now. It's like any, literally anything that's not a potato. You know, mozzarella sticks, something. Give me something. Because, like, the breading, like, okay, that's not going to be that bad. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It has. It's been yeah. fun. It's been fun. It's been. It has been. But now I'm, yeah. you know, looking at, you know, all these people are in keto, which is even more restrictive mm-hmm. than what I'm doing. And I'm like, none yeah. of these restaurants are, like, hopping on this. Um, I don't know exactly that's true. I mean, okay. some of it is, I, I, I'm thinking. Um. Mm-hmm. They do have offerings that, like, meet the keto standards. I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to keto. I I just, I've hit that phase of my life. I don't, like, I'm not doing another diet. Why am I looking at diets? Um, So I finally quit looking at diets. 
Um, uh-huh. And, you know, then I laugh because at this point, now I've lost like 20 pounds and you found it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, because, you know, you're eating along with me because you also travel with me. And it's like, oh, yeah. my God. And I, yeah, it's not a – and for me, it's not a problem. Like, I'm just going back and pulling stuff out of the memory. Um, right. You know, Dad was diabetic. We experimented and tried stuff, and, you know, okay, I'm game. Um, mm-hmm. He never could get happy. That was the biggest problem right. with Dad is he just – the man was like – if you analyzed him under a microscope – you would find out mm-hmm. his chemical composition was Twinkie. Like his parents were okay. like Little and Debbie. <laughs> okay. Like that's it. Like that was his whole like physical composition. The man lived off Little Debbie cakes. Not like at a point in which he could do better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying this was, like, end of life and he became, like, all old people that just seemed to, like, become sugar-based life forms. I mean, literally, there was so little that would make him happy Mm food-wise that was not, like, made by Little Debbie. Like, you know, snack cakes, always a snack cake. Man always ate a snack cake. They they were there. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally know the entire Little Debbie product line. Um, you know, don't right. even need the proper name for the product. You just tell me, like, two ingredients. I'm there. I got you covered. Uh-huh. And, but he lived off this stuff. And yeah. so when he went diabetic, <laughs> right. We're like, what do you want us to feed him? Like, one, little Debbie tank right. uh, stock is going to tank. Like, that's it. They're going right. out of business. There's there's nothing left. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and so we tried different stuff. We we did. We tried a lot of different things, and he never could get happy with any of it, mostly because he was just mad. Right. Because he didn't get his cakes. And, or right. he did. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, except for that two weeks before his doctor's appointment, you know, right. when his blood sugar numbers suddenly snap back to rational and, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a fun run. It's been a good season. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys, but, you know, some things on this channel have changed and are picking up and doing differently, and we're going to be continuing to do some things differently, uh, maybe bringing in some new co-hosts. We'll see. Because you know, Rainey's on her tour, and I don't know how long she's going to be gone, or she's just going to keep touring, you know, because she's got that share mentality. Tell you guys. Yeah. So coffee shop may change. We're always changing. We're always growing. We're always doing something different. Um. But it's been interesting this, so what, the past two weeks we've been trying to do something? Um, yes. Porterfield. Go ahead and give them the rundown on Porterfield. You know, catch up our listeners. Yeah, in case, heard. yeah in case you haven't 
like tuned in or you've been under a rock. I mean, that, that's literally where journal, journalists are at this point on the story is like in case you've been under a rock. Um, so the 27th district in West Virginia, uh, which is most like, let's go ahead and call it like 85% of Mercer County and a small chunk of Raleigh County is represented Mm -hmm. by Eric Porterfield. And he basically did a fart in church. Um, and we wish it were that, you know, nice. Um, no, it's actually a lot smellier than that. Um, he was proposing an ordinance or a law that would prevent local Mm -hmm. ordinances regarding non-discrim. And so after he dropped the bundle of six F-bomb in the West Virginia House of Delegates, um, he proceeded mm-hmm. to back up his opinion with his, you know, sincerely held Christian beliefs. Uh, mm-hmm. Big surprise, no one won. Um, so, uh, but it was very, 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 very ugly. Um, then he followed that up with the interview where he threatened, veiled threat, very veiled. Um, like, I can see right through you, veiled, uh-huh. um, threat that uh, in the hypothetical situation, one of his kids were gay, he would basically drown them. So that's where we felt like, you know, it's kind of a, how much worse could this get? Yeah. And then the national news picked it up. Oh, yeah. That's been fun. Um, well, yeah, that was a that was a lovely. It wasn't just like the local black eye anymore. It's the West Virginia black eye. Um, you know, slight irony there, since um, everyone's first question on Porterfield when they see a picture is either we're glad to see that Sloth from Goonies managed to find work, um, or What's up with his eyes? Well, what's up with his eyes, um, at least according to the local, um, it's not even gossip meal. It's it's quite frankly just point blank. Um, <laughs> he was in an altercation in a bar. Um, it is heavily supported that um, uh-huh. he made equally inappropriate comments to a group of people based on their ethnicity. You can um, fill in the gaps there. And um, to a group of people um, who decided to um, respond to that. Um, Basically hitting him in the head and blinding him. So you would think that this might be where the story ends and that we could all move, you know, kind of move forward. No, this is when we find out that this isn't new or exciting information for anyone. Um, Turns out that as far back as junior high and high school, um, he had quite the reputation as a bully. Um you know, outsizing, outweighing most of his classmates, 
Um, his favorite pastime was to dangle people by their ankles, shove them into walls, and scream all kinds of things. Especially if you're a woman he found unattractive. Um, and that's according to a former classmate who went very, very public. Um, so, yeah, one, it, it's it's just kind of a disaster. Um, it is. Two, it kind of harkens back to the uh, Clay County Development Office uh, incident. Uh, Pamela, what's her name, that uh, called Michelle Obama. I think it's Pamela Taylor, don't quote me, um, who called Michelle Obama an ape in heels and ended up losing her job. Mm-hmm. Her name recently picked right. back up in the news. Um, she was just charged with, um, uh, oh, I forget what they call it when you, oh, fraudulently receiving FEMA funds. That's what she's been charged with. So, yeah, she she reported a loss that didn't occur. She just got busted. But anyway, it kind of goes back to that kind of case, like how deep can the rabbit hole go? Like how bad can this be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it can be bad. It can be very bad. And it's just even oh. worse. And, you know, this, we've, you know, also, you know, I'm going to just say it the way I feel it. I tend to do that mm-hmm. on this channel. Is mm-hmm. I want to know how the Russian hackers done this. We have been through <laughs> Facebook jumping, Facebook problems, because there is a, yeah. um, a what do they call that? Kings.org petition. Yes, Kings.org has a lovely petition. Lovely, lovely petition. Um, you can honestly either check our web page or our Facebook page, or you mm-hmm. can uh, go to change.org, plug in Eric Porterfield. Right. You'll find it quickly. Um, and it's a petition demanding he resign. Um, and yeah, of course we, you know, obviously have have you know, kind of outlined our many, many reasons for supporting this. Um, If you didn't get all of them this show, check out the last one. Um, We spent a good time on it. And so this was something we wanted to share. Um, We've been sitting on a promotional credit. We thought, you know what, there's nothing better we could ever use this for. So you kick that off. And we immediately got a response that we were going to have to jump through hoops. You're going to have to Xerox or send them a copy of your driver's license, blah, blah, blah. And so, okay, I'm sitting here going, this is not going to go well because you technically currently are registered to vote out, well, and live outside of the 27th district. Whereas I live inside the 27th district. So, yes. I'm like, fine. I will cancel that one. I'll go make the ad request. I've got everything you could possibly need. 
Like, you want my birth certificate? Here's my birth certificate. You want my driver's license? Here's my driver's license. You want my voter registration? Here's my voter registration. Whatever you need. Mm -hmm. So the first two things we find out are, one, you cannot do this with promotional credit uh, because it's political. And two, yeah, yeah, like, we'll throw 30 bucks behind this. You know, that's what our promotional credit Mm -hmm. was. We're like, we'll spend the $30. Not a problem. Um, and so then we turn around and, okay, so we run all this through me and crickets. That's where we're at. Of course, you know, like the first time the ad gets blocked, it's political, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, so, you know, you need to contact, you know, support. Yeah, I still have an open case. No response. None. Facebook has said F. Absolutely nothing back on that mm-hmm. one. So, yeah. yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. This this is where we're at. Yeah. How, again, did the Russians do this? Well, and I think the biggest part of that is this is life after Russian meddling. Like, I right. think that's what this is intended to do. And that was their point. That was their point. And I give them that point. Um, that, that what Facebook was saying was that, hey, um, you know, this is an issue that appears to be of national importance and or political. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, you can't just post that. Right. Okay, got it. Understand it. I, I'm there with you, but now I'm sitting here going... I got crickets. Like, our post is up. We've, you Mm -hmm. know, submitted everything that they've asked for, which right now we're just Mm -hmm. still stuck in that automated, uh, you know, basically the, the, you know, their Watson is sitting here like, Mm -hmm. I think these things might be political, so, you know, please tell us what you have. Um, And that's it. Like, we're not getting through to a real person on this one. We're just... Still hanging out over here. And it's kind of like, hi, what the heck? Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? You know, yeah, like, how how is balls. it that, well, I mean, more importantly, how is it that I'm sitting here ready, willing, and able to, one, pay you to boost the post, but two, mm-hmm. to prove that I have skin in this game? I'm a registered voter in the 27th district. If anyone has a reason to promote this, hi, I'm right here. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this this is the disaster we're currently dealing with. You you want to talk mm-hmm. about an emergency, <clears throat> which we'll get to the national emergency that isn't a little later in the show. But if you want to talk about a regional emergency, this is kind of a regional emergency here. Um, mm-hmm. This this is not someone that this, this is not someone who represents our district, um, right. which has and I will say has been very much evidenced by the response right. online, at least. Um, you know, yeah, there's been a few people that are you know like, hardcore going at it as, you know, he's a man of God, he's just preaching God's word, y'all need to leave him alone, you know, 
all the way through to the, you know, sodomites must die. Like, that crowd's there. And they're in small numbers. Like, that's the upside. They're in very small numbers. Like, you look at this in the quantity of comments. I don't know if that means that there's a larger, you know, group that just hasn't, you know, crawled out from under a rock yet. But um, if, you know, based on the number of people who can, you know, that are literate, that are online, um, it looks like a very small group. Um, so one, you know, effectively he and two other representatives are supposed to be representing the 27th district, which is about 58,000 and some people. Um, I think it worked out to something like 17, 18, maybe 19,000. I forget. Um, um, let's call it less than 20,000 people per person right. um, for our three representatives. Um, I wish right. I had the numbers in front of me, but I don't. And so, yeah. So of the 18,000 constituents that he keeps talking about that he supposedly has that all agree with him, yeah, it's a lot right. smaller group. Right. Um if I had to extrapolate percentages, I'd say it's somewhere between two and three thousand out of the entire fifty uh eight thousand. Right. Yeah, that's kind of back of envelope, but yeah, it doesn't seem like a huge following. Um right. I mean, out of fifty eight thousand, that's that's not really high percentages. So that's the people he's representing that we've sent, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly they have sent to um, um, Charleston to represent mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, and to that group, I want to kind of go with something because, you know, looking at Porterfield's picture, he should be stoned immediately. Interesting. Let's go for this. Oh, for gluttony. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. I jumped ahead of you. Oh, no, there's a few. What you were saying. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's a few. Um, He is wearing mixed fabrics. He talked about going fishing, saying that against Leviticus. You know. He has drunk and been in bar fights. That is against Romans, Leviticus, and Corinthians. And he's working for Caesar, which is against, I believe, Leviticus again. All those constitute stoning. Well, you know. Uh, One would have thought that, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, token atheist going to make fun of the Christians for just a second, and I, I think even they'll appreciate this one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, God already struck you blind. Don't you think you ought to get a clue that maybe the crap you're doing is sure. just not working for you? For you, that maybe, you know, maybe someone's trying to send you a message here. Like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, it's, you know, not that I encourage violence towards anyone, but this is a lovely case example of, you know, mm-hmm. aim lower. Right. You know, you just made him blind. Mm-hmm. If you'd gone below the belt, at least there wouldn't be kids involved. True. I'm just saying, I'm not encouraging violence in any way, shape, or form, just like he was not stating that he would drown his kids if one of them were homosexual. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if someone mm-hmm. gets kicked instead of punched, um, that interview could have been a lot different. No, true. Very true. But now we'll just start with those and you know, there's a lot of other things that I think that they're having a real problem with. And I was reading a, a history article earlier, mm-hmm. and it's like it took evangelicals a little bit of time in the 1800s to get up. To, it okay. took them, you know, to get past where they are. By now, they should be used to, okay, we, you know, we don't, you know, that's no longer applied. I cannot go sell my sister at the slave auction into slavery. Why is it taking them this long for, to get past the rest of Leviticus? Well, the whole problem is, is these, in many ways, these are, um, it's, it's kind of the, ISIS variant, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ISIS version of, uh, of Islam, this is kind of the ISIS, so to speak, version of uh, Christianity. Is, mm-hmm. It has nothing to do about being, you know, uh, Old Testament, um, which is thrown mm-hmm. around a lot. It has nothing to do with that. Um, it, it's Religion whose core belief set is how do we biblically support the mm-hmm. hating the people that we hate? You know, it, it this is this is fellowship of hate. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it is. Um, yeah. Like nothing surprised me when they when, when you know his ministry is Baptist. Big surprise there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sorry. You know, in other news, can we talk about the, you know, um, Baptist sex abuse scandal that's now hit the national news? Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's no big surprise. Um, you know, you, you, <laughs> hmm, it's pretty much all the same. Um, right. So no, it, it doesn't. It, none of that surprised me. I'm sitting here going, and like, yeah, you know. Um, and it just gets to me. It's like if you're going to practice your doctrine and say you have a sincere religious belief, then by golly, mm-hmm. practice it all. You know, no, 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 this is not what this is about. This is not what this oh, is about. You know, I this, but this I think there no. should be a litmus test. I think there should be a litmus <laughs> test. You have a prayer closet in your home. 
is all your fa- all your fabrics together. You only wear one type of fabric. Have you ate shellfish within the past two years? Have you, um, if you are in debt, have you placed your you know female um, family members up into for the slavery market? Just go ahead and freaking apply all of it. Break down the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fine. Let's do a litmus test. They do a yeah, test all the time for everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it for that. Well, but the reality is, no, it's not going to pass. And two, um, in terms of, you know, no, none of them are going to pass this. Um, it's mm-hmm. a community of hate. It is. It is. It is hate masquerading as religion. Um, riding around with the authority of God. Um, And there's a really great quote, and I just kind of paraphrased it, but, um, you know, I I believe it had something to do with the apocalypse. But, you know. Mm -hmm. It's effectively where this is at, is, you know, and it's also not a surprise. Um, In many circles... Uh, you know, the head Cheeto in charge is a good Christian man. Mm-hmm. I've heard this one, and I'm sitting here going, I must have fallen asleep in Sunday school for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I apparently missed a few points. Um, can we back up because I think I missed something I I don't know how you got there from here because last I checked that is not how good Christian man works Mm -hmm. either that or you know someone was trying to change this theory when you know I was there Um, and there's a lot I mean you know, being in the church for all oh, sixteen plus years, yes, sixteen plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, hello, didn't you read the Bible? Didn't you? You know, yes. are we just copying and pasting parts of it? Your God, yes. I am a Wiccan priest. I know your religious text better than you. That's terrible. Well, now again, going back to high token atheist. Um, uh-huh. and I for oh, I'm trying to remember the the um oh the fastest way to quit being a Christian is to read the Bible. True, it, it's a popular saying over an atheist world. Um, literally, mm-hmm. if you sit there and you've actually read the Bible, it's sometimes the fastest way to to talk yourself out of this bad idea. Um, well, <laughs> like. Sorry, but it is. If you sit there and you try to read it, two things should happen. One, you're going to have some mm-hmm. religion hate. You're not allowed to question. Don't question. This is where faith is supposed to step in. You're just supposed to believe it all. It totally accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, put your questions aside. If you have, quite frankly, what I was told is if you have if you're a Christian who has questions, you're not a Christian. 
Point blank. Interesting viewpoint. That's what I was literally told. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By a Baptist Uh, minister, I may add. Well, Baptist mm -hmm. minister, but anyway. But he would have really been in trouble in my house. Well, that would have been unraveling for me. That's all it took. Right. Um, I was done. He would have. Well, and that's understandable. I would have been done. Um, I mean, but come on. He would have been I really even in have trouble. faith in you to. Like, hold on a second. If we go grocery shopping, uh-huh. how many times have we had to have a conversation about what you just put in the cart? <laughs> like, I don't even have faith in you to pick up, like, canned goods. There is no way. Well, what? I was going to throw uh-huh. over my religious beliefs on, no, have faith, don't ask questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't buy King Bud. Right. Without having a few questions. Why are we buying Well, that? what I find funny, and, you know, and most mm-hmm. couples would get into an argument over this, is we're going mm-hmm. through the store. Now, I have heard him tell her the list. Mm-hmm. So in my brain, I'm already plotting the steps out on which way I can get in and out of this store the quickest. Where yep. those items are, you know, I'm already got my guides going, all right, we're getting this, this, and this. Let's move it, guys. And I've done mm-hmm. this a number of times to him. I will go through the store. I will reach over onto the shelf, get what we need, put it in the car, and he'll go, what was that? The entertainment crackers. Mm-hmm. The ones we want? Yes. Check the list. Matter of fact, it's better than the ones we wanted. These are the really good ones that you like. Well, but I have a very specific idea in my head what we were about to get. Uh-huh. I have questions. Uh-huh. And we'll it's get like, those questions answered as we head uh-huh. You're buying like $5 entertainment party set. On like, sale. What the world? I know it's uh-huh. on sale. That's, that's generally my presumption on everything you buy that isn't what I thought you were going to buy now. As, as they've uh-huh. had a sale. I know they've had a sale. <laughs> well, I'm trying to appeal to your left brain thought of ideas. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, you don't complain when someone buys you, what was that, four uh, spruce pine candles? May I point out? I am not at all upset that we were able to find four spruce candles and meltables for very, very cheap money. I yep. don't complain at all. I don't complain when you question why I'm turning left in the grocery store. Any of them. Nope. There's a clearance section. I know there's a clearance section. There's got to be a clearance <laughs> section. We have everything else on the list. Uh-huh. My only problem How many is... Of those items? My frozen foods are melting, and my meat is getting warm. 
Will How long take me that long? Yes, four uh, minutes uh, You've never been with you in a clearance section. Mm-hmm. And how many times uh-huh. have we found stuff on clearance that had to go into the buggy and things in the buggy needed to come out? Not untrue. Not untrue. I, I, I'm giving you credit, but there are moments there where it's like, can we move it along? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, the fun things that you know we discover about people as we travel. Um, mm-hmm. But there's been some really nice stuff in the news. Speaking of news and you know, you know, couples in general and some of the things you discover. I promise. Mm-hmm. One of them was the very heartwarming discussion, a heartwarming article mm-hmm. about. Oh goodness, where is it? There it is. Yeah. Find yeah, coral teacher getting married. Yes, he got surprised by his students, who he played cute adult moment. He thought he could hide his relationship. Aww. Silly man. Like, you're in the performing arts, people already assumed. Like, I'm sorry, but that's kind of... It's sort of... Like, I don't mean to be rude, but it is... It's right up there. It's like hairdresser. (laughs) Right. You know... Interior decorator, choral teacher. Yeah, it's 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 up there, dude. Pe- people already had some right. clues. Right. You know. Yeah, like nah. You 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 weren't hiding it. You just weren't gonna right. hide it. Well, you know, and boyfriend showing up to work, and you know. You know, stopping by to pick up this or stopping by to drop that off. People aren't mm-hmm. going to hide it. It don't happen anymore, guys. <laughs> promise you the only way to have someone totally hidden in your life is to have them totally divorced. You know, they you don't share ideas, you don't share dinners, you don't go anywhere, you stay in a box, and you have, you know, two table conversations. Um, especially nowadays we're all or a van Facebook in a Walmart everything. parking lot. Or a van in a Walmart parking lot, yes. Um, <laughs> we're sorry listeners, but that's an inside joke. If I tell any more than that, I'm gonna get beaten after the show, but I couldn't resist. Uh-huh. Um but it's more than an inside joke. We'll talk about kids and their problems of finding locations. I eat I hop. Oh dear lord. But that's for future shows. Oh no, I it's think one of those that one inside. We might. We might. Yeah, listeners might like to know some of the adventures we've had over the during the run of the Black Rose. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. Wonderful but, choral teacher and his amazing students and their wonderful parents. Mm-hmm. Well, the children picked up the news 
and went to their lovely parents who sought out Joe. Not our Joe. Our Joe is not married. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sought him but out, yes, the, the tracked him down. Uh huh. The future spouse and said, All right, the kids want to do something. We're going to do something that you can either work along with us and not tell him, or we'll do it ourselves. It won't have the same flair as normal. Yeah. So his uh, dress rehearsal for the wedding got flash mob. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Mm -hmm. And what I found interesting, I love the story. It was very heartwarming. was the first Facebook comment um, was this is a beautiful thing. It's a good thing that he lives in a state that that has statewide non-discrimination protection and then list out how 29 other states doesn't. And it's like really? Mm-hmm. Is this the place for this? I don't know. I mean honestly I think it is. I think it is. I think that's a valid point to make is that this happened mm-hmm. this can only happen in a place where like this right. is the importance of non discrim. This is the importance of having a future. Uh, of right. you know non discrim and, and just to clarify for anyone listening who's like in the Eric Porterfield camp and the only reason you're listening is because you're trying to find out what horrible things we've said, blah blah blah. My point is not that this is someone who because of non discrim ordinances just magically gets you know, granted extra right. That's not my point. Um, It does in some ways allow someone, even if they're in a situation where, okay, they're not going to be out. Like, they've made that decision. Like, I'm a teacher. I'm not going to be out. Like, this is a landmine of bad opportunities. Even Uh with the nondescript. Um, this uh-huh. is a landmine, uh, or a minefield, more importantly. Um, it sounds like what he did is like, there's a minefield uh-huh. problems here. I'm just not even, and, but he, with the nondescript, here's what happened. Um, the students figured it out. The students were able to do something wonderful. And at the end of the day, Everyone went home. Mm-hmm. Like, dude did not get attention drawn to him that caused him to lose his job. Dude did not get attention to him that caused him to lose his housing. Dude did mm-hmm. not get attention drawn to him that, you know, was going to make his life worse. Right. That ultimately, you know, it, it's not necessarily the things that we intentionally do that put us at risk. Like, right. you, you can make choices in your life to be like, you know what, I'm just going to sit over here and, uh, you know, so to speak, the old words, you know, don't flaunt it or I don't, you know, or as other groups are fond of saying, you know, I don't see why they have to shove it down our throats. Mm-hmm. It's not about shoving it down your throat. Sometimes it, it's, 
the most supportive people in our lives can inadvertently do damage. Right. Sometimes you shine a spotlight because you think someone's wonderful and that you're, you know, like you want to be accepting and, and you're going about it in all these wonderful ways and then someone else picks up on it. Uh-huh. And suddenly that beautiful event could have been he lost his job and got kicked out of his housing. Or that his, you know, soon-to-be husband, now I'm assuming husband, um, could have also lost his job. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things that can happen. You know, this could be a whole railroading experience for them that starts out so, so beautifully, Mm -hmm. and then you throw someone in a spotlight and the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you have done massive damage. Not intentionally. No one's mad at you. But right. you unfortunately out of this beautiful thing could have been a tragedy. And thankfully this teacher lives in an area that has a non discrim, so that wasn't a, that wasn't a thing that could happen. All right. Well, what gets me, and this is what, and it always hits me, and I'm like, are you stupid? It doesn't say gay. It's a sexual, mm-hmm. or, most non-scripts, it's sexual, or, add sexual orientation to it. Do you right. think straight people are the only one that owns businesses? Well, yeah. Sorry, most gay, not a lot of gay men own their own businesses. We'll go stereotype yeah. for you. Hairdressers work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Floors or at worst are like part of a shop where there are independents. Right. A lot yeah. of gay men get tired of putting up with the nine to five, get tired of the bullcrap, and start their own businesses. And business owners. Yeah. Very successful yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Protect, you know, yeah. the other side of the fence, too, it has, says, no, nope, you can't fire him just because he's straight. Right. Absolutely. You know. But, uh, honestly, I, like, I don't know that that's necessarily a huge problem. I mean, I, I, I'm open... I'm open to finding out that that's a huge problem. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that it is. um, Because typically, typically, um, Mm -hmm. people who suffer discrimination and abuse tend to do everything they can to avoid discriminating and abusing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it doesn't, like, you see the damage it causes, you understand the pain that you're inflicting mm-hmm. if you do this. Um, you're more likely to step back and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, I may not, I may not enjoy this situation, but I have to be a little higher-minded. Right. Like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? How am I doing it? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes that's, that's 
I'm not saying that's everyone. I'm not saying that is every gay person because I have certainly met people that I'm like, what in the world is wrong with you? Uh huh. Really? Like, yeah. God, yeah. Um, and we personally have had that conversation. I, I've I've been at events and just standing next to a group of people and been like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, no. Like, you're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> like, that's what I want to scream. I really do. I want to scream. Like, you're doing it wrong. This is not uh, how this works. This right. this is not the lesson you learn. Um, right. You know, being discriminated against should not make you better at discriminating against people. Like, that's not how it works. Like, stop doing there that. There was evidence of that in the 30s. Okay. When we were looking at, when people were, you know, starting to pay attention to civil rights, it was an issue. It wasn't just, you know, white companies could discriminate, pay you less, fire you, whatever. African-American companies were going, nope, we're black-owned and operated. <sighs> Don't care how there is that. Well, I mean, there's an opportunity for that, um, mm-hmm. and to some degree, I can kind of sit back and look at it as, but what's the net effect? Right. I mean, I'm not saying that it's right inherently. Right. What I'm more so saying is, I see it more like what we've done with affirmative action. Is the general theory is there are so many opportunities right for someone who is not in the oppressed group mhm if we create um a process that that so to oh see there's no good way to describe this um no. that ultimately says we need to diversify that group, that we need Mm -hmm. to consider, you know, the oppressed group um, and make sure that they're being adequately represented in the whole, that Mm -hmm. we're not creating a situation where there's subtle versions of oppression that – you know, we're making sure that that groups that are typically underrepresented, uh, blah, blah, underrepresented, um, mm-hmm. are better acknowledged in this situation. Um, mm-hmm. Because ultimately, ultimately, if you're someone who is in that unoppressed group, you will find another opportunity. Because nothing in that that situation is going to deny you entirely. Right. It's not like if you are applying to colleges or to jobs that you're going to be shut out entirely. Um, that's that's not what affirmative action does. That's not what affirmative action has ever done. It does, however, mean. Um, 
that in certain circumstances, um, you may actually hear no. Mm-hmm. That, you know, your unoppressed group status isn't mm-hmm. going to be the key to the city that it used to be. Um, it doesn't mean that another group got the key to the city. That's that's not how that works. That's never been how that works. Um, and I think that's always a key thing to point out to people. Affirmative action is not the thing you think it is. This this is not what you think it is. Um, it is simply acknowledging the fact that in many cases you can run into situations of institutional racism, institutional homophobia, institutional misogyny, where it's not the kind of overt, ugly, nasty discrimination. Mm -hmm. It's much subtler and a little bit harder to sometimes detect. Right. And that's what affirmative action addresses. And it says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, you know, you, you've you got to look at this differently. You've mm-hmm. got to interact with, with your populations differently. Um, you need to make sure everyone's represented there. Like, you should not, in a city that is 60%, um, you know, women, for instance, um, have a 99% male um, enrollment. Like, there's obviously something going wrong there. Mm-hmm. There, There's, you know, like, wh- wh- what is this program? What are you doing? Why is it so heavy? Um, that's the point. Um, and you still see it. There are still employers, like, the don't don't believe that this has corrected everything. Um, you know, I I I've seen companies even in IT that require you certify that you can lift seventy five pounds, mm-hmm. and that's a requirement that is specifically intended to limit the number of female applicants. Well, you know, chubby three-year-old, that's about the same. Very chubby three-year-old, but anyway. Not really, about the same normal three-year-old with a purse and a briefcase, carrying them into daycare, guarantee you she's testing 75 pounds. Yes. But for a lot of people, that indicates to them that, you know, trying to think of it in those terms, no, I don't know if I can lift 75 pounds. Um, And it's, you know, that's the idea behind it. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with an actual job requirement. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with trying to get people to self-select out of applying. Most guys will immediately tell you they can lift 75 pounds. 
fair number of women will tell you, I'm not sure that I can. Right. But, I mean, I especially know, if you're talking I about... Think a, that we'll, yeah. Well, I was going to say, but especially sir, if you're talking about a woman who weighs, like, 118 pounds. Mm-hmm. 75 pounds is a lot of weight if you're not very big. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that every 118-pound woman cannot lift 75 pounds. It means that there's a bit of a pause there. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's a large percentage of your body mass. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Um, yeah. It still happens. You still have, you know, discrimination occurring. It's still there. Yeah. Right. And then you have reverse, and you know, and you know, that needs to get more attention to. <sighs> See, but that's going back to the same concept we were talking about, and uh-huh. I, I won't say that it, it, it's that's a right answer to the problem. Uh huh. Exactly. Um. I will say, though, the statistical impact is very, very limited. Um, uh, And that's been shown, is that one, reverse discrimination um, is not rampant. And that reverse discrimination that does exist... um, has been shown to, to, from the last studies I've seen, has been shown to be statistically insignificant. That ultimately mm-hmm. it balances out with the people that are still managing to discriminate. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know everyone wants to throw it out there and act like it's this great big giant massive effect of, you know, um, affirmative action or, you know, trying the of non-discrimination is reverse discrimination. It's this big horror story. Eh. Ultimately, at the rate that it occurs, it's not statistically lar- large enough to create a problem. Because, unfortunately, there are still employers that discriminate. I'm sorry, there are. Mm-hmm. You know, they've found more subtle ways to do it. They have found more veiled ways to do it. They have found ways to to say it and do it in other, you know, venues. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was one of the biggest things that came out of the toxic mortgage crisis was that a lot of these customers were specifically targeted. Um, for higher interest rate loans based solely on their um, address information that effectively, mm-hmm. without saying, we're going to target black communities, they targeted black communities. It's exactly what they did. Um, right. There was a massive disparity in the number of people of color that were affected 
by the tar- uh, the toxic mortgage crisis because they were put into products, uh, financial products that they should not have been anywhere near. Um, right. I mean, it's bad enough, like, just seeing some of the crappy mortgages that went through. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I knew someone that got a mortgage in the middle of that. And even then, I'm sitting there looking at the, the value of their house. Mm-hmm. And then the way that the, the bank got them approved, which was a double mortgage, a five-year and a uh, or yeah, five year and a thirty year. Five year for the down payment and a thirty traditional thirty after that. Right. And then the value of the house on top of it, and where the house was located. Um, right. And I remember sitting there then going, "This sounds like garbage." Like, not that the house was bad. The house was great. It wasn't mm-hmm. that much house for that much money. Um, right. And on top of that, um, you, the the mortgage situation just sounded like a nightmare. Like, yeah, right. it was a moment of you can't afford this house. Right. Point blank, you cannot afford this house. Um, but they got approved for the mortgage, and right. I remember the struggle they had in the beginning that the this yeah. was almost an unpayable mortgage. Like there, mm-hmm. and serious concern did I develop as to whether or not they were going to be able to keep this up. They took on too right. much all at once, and mm-hmm. I really did have that moment of, I don't know how you're going to weather this. Like I don't right. think you're going to weather this. I don't think you're keeping this house. Like I hope that's the goal and plan and intent is to offload this house as soon as possible. Like. I uh-huh. hope this is starter home you plan to replace quickly. Right. But, you know, because the mortgage is going to kill you. Well, it can, yes. And, you know, I don't know. I The whole crisis in general was just banking to unwrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I also think that, you know, that's when the – the person doing the banking, you know, the, you know, bank, you know, the customer has to look at this and go, really? This is how we're going to do this. Well, and a lot of it, though, was at the time they were pushing these mortgages as this wonderful financial product and a great way for, you know, first-time home buyers to get in a home. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, you certainly made enough to qualify and don't worry about it. And, you know, a home is an investment. The value is just going to go up. Um, right. and, you know, everything was set up in the situation from realist uh, from the realtor side all the way through the final paperwork at the bank to inspire a customer confidence that, okay, maybe it is a little more house than we can afford right now, but we'll make it work. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll make it work. 
Um, because this right. is this is an investment, and it's gonna you know pay itself off in the future, and it's gonna be great. And then the mm-hmm. mortgage crisis hit, and suddenly those houses got flashed in value to what they ought to have been. Right. Um, people were upside down in their mortgages. Um, they were right. never going to be able to sell this house for what was owed on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or get that money out of it. Like this was a negative investment. You're going to pay right. a premium for a house that isn't worth what you thought it was. Um, right. But the market and everyone in it had told them, oh, yeah, it's a sound investment. Yeah, it's a good investment. Yeah, you need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In addition to everyone around mm-hmm. them, that's, that's right. the old school advice. Buy a house. Best investment you'll ever make. Buy a house. Buy a mm-hmm. house. Got to buy a house. Need to buy a house. Got to buy a house. Have to buy a house. Done that. But for well, other and reasons. thankfully you bought yours. Thankfully you bought yours at a time when it has been an investment. Um, it has. You know, you know the price was reasonable years. for the house when you bought it. Hmm? Yeah. Actually, it was below market when I bought it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've held it for 20 years. And I don't see that happening in a lot of people today. There is no well, home no, base. Is. You know, it's like it buy a house, we'll live in it for five years, and then we'll sell it. Well, a 30-year mortgage was a wonderful proposition when you were going to work for a company for 30 years and then get a pension. It all mm-hmm. made perfect sense. You spend 30 years plus at this, 40 years, let's say, at this company, you pay off your mortgage on the house that you're never going to leave, and then mm-hmm. at the point in which you're ready, or at least not during that 30 years or whatever while you work to retirement, um, mm-hmm. you pay off your house. And then at the point in which you're ready to retire and move away and do your own thing and, you know, travel and or go to a nursing home or whatever, you've got mm-hmm. an egg tag. This is, this is the key. Yeah. This is the biggest part of most people's financial investing is the mm-hmm. house. Um, it's right. the biggest part of the divorce. It's the biggest part of the estate. Um, right. Or should be. Um, but for a lot of people, the the rules change, and not everyone caught up yeah. at the same moment. That 30-year right. employment has been dropped to a tenth of that. You're lucky, like, honestly, what I've been told is if you haven't, if you're still in the same job after three years, Mm -hmm. you're either stupid or you're stupid. Either you're too dumb to promote, this is the best you're ever going to do, or you're missing out on opportunities and you're sitting in a dead-end job for no good reason. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I've been at the same job for more than 20 years. Well, but that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I work for myself. That's a little different. Yeah. Well, and but you still have advancement opportunity. You still have growth opportunity. You you can Mm -hmm. you know your your money level is going up. Um, What I'm talking about is the number of people that are sitting in the same job for like 
five, ten years, it's the exact same job they were hired to do. They're getting, at best, cost of living raises if they're getting anything at all. Um, Mm -hmm. A bigger, bigger share of their health and benefits is being shifted onto them, so they're actually making less than when they started. Um, Uh And they're stuck. Like, you can have this job to the day you die. You're not getting another penny out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, you're eventually going to hit a point where you're pretty much paying to be there. You know, right. if the, if employers keep this track up of shifting more and more costs to the employee. And mm-hmm. then, you know, talking about the benefits package. It's not a benefits package anymore. It used to be something you considered in your compensation. Now you kind mm-hmm. of have to sit there and look at it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I'm, you know, if you're talking about a 100% employer-paid benefits package, yeah, that's a boost to your compensation. If you're talking about an 80-20 or 70-30 or 60-40 split where you're picking up the lesser of those two numbers, that's pulling away from your compensation. You're paying for part of your benefit. That means not only are you – it's not the same formula. You're you're not just sitting there looking at what you're making plus the value of the benefits. You're looking right. at what you're going to make minus the percentage of your benefit that comes out of your pay mm-hmm. plus the value mm-hmm. of what the employer pays. And in some right. cases – you know, if you're looking at a job, that if you're literally looking at a job, you could almost end up making a negative uh, uh, compensation step just by mm-hmm. taking a job in which you're going to take on a larger portion of your benefits package. Like if right. you're at an 80-20 split with your current employer, and you're making X dollars a year, and you're looking at this other employer that's going to pay you a little bit more per year, but you're going to pick up another 10% of your benefits package, that may actually be a pay loss. Right. Like, you know. But speaking of paying uh, things, don't we have a power bill? We do. Let's go ahead and pay it. But, you know, that's why I think that we're going to see probably a different style of employment taking the range here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagicheavens.com. Hi, welcome, relax, have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts Aston Knight and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Aeson and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. 
live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of Java just for you. At the Crystal Lotus, we offer a variety of amazing services, whether it's partaking in a massage, Reiki session, or the various energy modalities, taking advantage of psychic reading, browsing the library, or shopping for metaphysical supplies. They also offer yoga classes and holistic life coaching. Located at 89 Old Main Plaza, or phone 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asinite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, I'm Rain. And this is Raven Wind, and we're the Feather and Bone Podcast, two witches talking about everything witchy and nothing at all. We consider ourselves to be energy-based spiritualists, non-traditionalists, and decidedly not Wiccan. Our views on magic and life in general don't align with other pagans in the community, but we have a live-and-let-live outlook on life. So if you want to learn something new while laughing a whole lot, you can find links to our podcast, Facebook page, products, and purchase tarot readings at featherandbone.net. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. Do you like a little more grrrr with your coffee? Then tune in to Mountain Bears here on Blog Talk on Friday nights at 9 p.m. for the latest in LGBT topics, current events, and technology. Every Friday night we'll be here. Join us as the Mountain Bears explore these topics and more. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com. Well, welcome back. But no, I think we're going to see more independent contractors, freelancer for, for freelancers, 
And people are like, no, I don't want to go to the office. I don't have to go to the office. There's no need for me to be at an office. So, yeah. you know, let's work from home. Yeah. Well, and, and I think most companies have there. been pushing towards that. Most companies have been pushing towards right. that since the 90s. They yeah. love this independent contractor concept. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it's traditional employment's dead. It, it's gone. Yeah. Um, if you're working for a company, you're not working for the same concept that your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents worked for. You're working for a shell with a bunch of cold seats that they want warm bodies to fill. And ultimately, whether they do that through independent contractors or they do that through, you know, offshoring, they don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a concept we've touched on before in a way. Well, we've touched on this before is that it used to be that companies felt a sense of responsibility to their community. Um, always low prices. And you know who I'm talking about moved in and pushed all of those companies out in many ways. Um, and in many areas, um, and it set a new bar is uh, of companies that don't give a crap about the local community unless that local community wants to offer a sweetheart deal to employ their residents. That's it. That's their community involvement is lobbying for a sweetheart deal. Right. And the minute that sweetheart deal dries up, and the biggest problem with sweetheart deals is there's this thought it's going to dry up, and then we get the tax revenue. Then we get our money back. Then we can, you know, justify this, you know, um, sweetheart deal. And instead, these companies go right back to that local community and go, yeah, that was great. We loved it. Yeah, it helped us set up. It was wonderful, you know. We love it. Now do it again. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, we really appreciated it. You really helped us out here. Um, that was a wonderful you know, thing that you did, and we're ready to pay that back now. Like, we'll you know, pay it forward. Um, mm-hmm. No, they're going back and going, yeah, we would like to do that again. Oh, you can't do that? Or you're not going to? Well, that's okay. Two miles down the road is the city limit, and we'll go set up a new store in that location because that community will give us a sweetheart deal, and it's not a big, it's not a problem. Setting up the store is cheap, right? So now we've taken up a big spot of your land and cost you to spend a whole chunk of your budget and a lot of your tax receipts to give us this wonderful advantage over any other business that would come to the area. And we're going to abandon that property, send it into disrepair, create a haven for drug use, um, you know, and a blight on your community in a few years when this all starts to crumble because, you know, corrugated metal and a cement Uh foundation, and a bunch of parking lot, Um, and you deal with it. Uh You know, 
you deal with it. You deal with the vagrants that move in. You deal with the shooting gallery that's going to set up in aisle three. You deal with fire hazard and the risks. You deal with it. Um, we're going to go 2.3 miles down the road, build another store, take advantage of that community for a little while until they get tired of us, um, and we're just going to keep doing it over and mm-hmm. over and over again, and screw you. We have no commitment right. to your employees. We don't care who they are. We're a national corporation or an international corporation. Um, right. We don't care. Whereas right. when you were dealing with local businesses, small business, you know, the, the, the woman who owns the bakery that goes to your church is a little less likely to pull that stunt. Right. Because unless she's got her house packed and ready to move, she doesn't want to stay around for this crap because she's going to hear about it. Um, So when she runs a bakery, she has an eye towards the community and just making her own life easier. But the bakery manager at always low prices Mm -hmm. doesn't receive the same feedback or the same flack when the mothership decides to beam up the location and go, no, we're done Mm -hmm. here. We'll go 2.3 miles down the road. But that's great. Or we'll go over here. Yeah. And that is happening. And the problem with that is, is the way modern business looks at it is what is profitable. Well, this is profitable. Oh, I'm no longer getting this tax cut? Maybe that wasn't as profitable a move as it was. Well, it's not just profitability. It's not just profitability. <laughs> like, I, I I am more than certain that, that Walmart, <laughs> always low prices, um, is profitable wherever they go. It's not a <laughs> question of profitability exactly. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a ranking. Right. They're not closing unprofitable stores. I don't think there is mm-hmm. such a thing. You, you, I don't think you could have an unprofitable Walmart store. Like, unless you're setting it up in the Antarctic, it's going to be profitable. Um, the problem is it's underperforming. That's the actual words they use. Are, we're closing underperforming right. stores. Um, and what that is, is is a metric of profitability per square foot. Mm-hmm. And it is solely looking at not whether or not the store is profitable. Because I can understand a retailer closing in a, a, a store that is costing them more to operate than they're earning. I get that. Right. Um, you know, that that's one of those things, even if you're the local woman with the bakery, if no one's buying your buns and buttering them, um, you mm-hmm. can't keep that location open. You just can't. You can't afford to. Um, that, I think we can all understand. The problem right. comes in is that they're looking for maximum profitability per square foot. That's it. That's the metric. Mm-hmm. Um and they're doing a ranking. And the stores mm-hmm. that fall at the bottom of that list 
oh, well, those are underperforming, cut the, you know, they're not making enough profit. No care or concern for, okay, it's profitable. It at least, you know, pays for itself, um, you know, and pays everyone's salaries. And it's a big part of this community, and we've pushed out all these other local businesses, and Mm -hmm. this is the only thing this community has now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that has happened here in West Virginia so many times, it's just not even funny. Um, And it it, it just keeps going on um, Mm -hmm. that smaller communities, they'll set up a store in between them and they move in, your local mechanic closes shop, your local bakery closes shop, your local florist closes shop, your local grocery store takes a hit, um, your local pharmacy takes a hit, your local sporting goods store takes a hit, your local clothing retailers take a hit. Like if any of those businesses happen to, to occur in your community, they may get mm-hmm. pushed out because there's now a large split of their customers off to go to these other stores or to this one other store. That's usually enough to bankrupt those. Your, your mom and pops right. are usually running on thin margins to begin with. Um, right. You know, it's enough to pay their employees, to give hopefully their employees benefits, to work their employees full time, um, you know, and then their actual community involvement as well as the taxes their local business pays. But then you turn around, you get Walmarted, and then Walmart up and says, you know, it's not me, it's you, and that's it. There's that that community is now stuck with a building that can't be used that they're responsible for. Well, not that it can't be used, it, it can, yeah. but usually there's not much left after that. That's just kind of the end of it. Um mm-hmm. you rarely see Walmart's repurposed. They're just a great thing here. Well, one here has been well, the one here has become a lovely tractor supply and bingo hall and, you know, different things. You know, it's tractor supply now. It's a very nice mm-hmm. tractor supply. Um, well, and that was the original building. Um, mm-hmm. And they moved to a more profitable location. It makes total sense where they moved to. It made a business sense to where they moved to. You know, because now they're pulling from lower regions of, you know, across the bridge. Well, right. But at the same time, right, the effect that they had when they moved in was not one that totally decimated the local business. Like, it there, there may have been businesses lost, but it didn't right. totally eradicate them. Um, right. You know, you you kept enough of your local businesses that when they decided to up and move a few miles down the road to tap those other communities, right. the the rest of the community was like, okay, that's annoying, but we're still good. 
We still have a bakery. Well, we it, still have a florist. We have a coffee shop. Like, life is good. What I'm uh-huh. talking about are the communities, and I think one of the biggest ones hit was Keystone, Keystone, West Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, now, granted, Keystone had two horrible events happen. Um, right. The original event was the closure of Keystone Bank. That was a whole giant nightmare. Um, That used to be the bank everyone had an account at because they paid unbelievable interest. Yeah, it's because it was basically like a pyramid scheme. Um, Mm -hmm. The bank had less funds available than recorded deposits. Mm-hmm. Like they, the the money they had to have new deposits to pay out current uh, obligations. Mm-hmm. So it finally hit tilt. Mm-hmm. Too much money was embezzled, um, and it hit tilt. There weren't enough incoming right. deposits to cover all the outgoing obligations. Right. But anyway, that's that was incident one that rocked mm-hmm. that community and shook it right. like a dog with a teddy bear. Right. Um, and then turn around and, you know, so, okay, a lot of local businesses lost their butts. Like right. their finances were gone. Um, mm-hmm. Then you turn around, Walmart's moved in, you know, and, and help to push them the rest of the way out if they didn't survive the first round. Mm-hmm. And then Walmart moved out. So now the rest right. of the community, what there was left that didn't go bankrupt the first go round, right. mm-hmm. that's it. That's all they had. This was it. You know, mm-hmm. Joe's bait and tackle's gone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Mama Marie's you know, bakery is closed. All of the local businesses have evaporated in a couple of communities. Because um, mm-hmm. these were small communities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Keystone Bank was the biggest thing in Keystone. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, the biggest right. thing there was the bank. Um, and then all the other supporting businesses, you know, your, your bakeries and your clothing shops and blah, 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 blah. And those mm-hmm. kind of the ones that were able to eke out of it, um, they mm-hmm. got hit with a Walmart. And when the mm-hmm. Walmart closed, those businesses had already gone and that community is devastated. Um, right. and there's nothing there now. There's literally nothing there now um, mm-hmm. that resembles what it once was. It's just kind of a lot of people that are unemployed, that can't afford to leave. They have property they, that they can't get rid of. Like, no one wants to right. live there. There's nothing there. Right. <laughs> you know. At the same time. Then here's my question. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one that we do a lot. Why did we go to like Appalachian Coffee? Starbucks is quicker. Starbucks is faster. They're just up the street. Well, depends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly, they're new. Um, that helps. Always like trying mm-hmm. new places. Um, but then there's also just the, the concept of they are local and they are a local business. And I think we're learning, I know I personally am learning an appreciation for local businesses. Like, don't get me wrong. I love a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I love a Sheets. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I have to do all my shopping there. Um, and I can appreciate a local business and the fact that, you know, these, these are other people in the community. Like, that money's hopefully not leaving here. You know, I would really uh-huh. hate to find out that, like, that coffee place turns out to be a front for, you know, Starbucks. Uh-huh. Or, well, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I would hate I to find mean. that out, that this is just like a franchise or this is just like, you know, the – you know, a homey version of the brand of a major corporation. Mm-hmm. Like, I really right. hope it's a true local business. Um, not right. that we ask that question. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, I now have a bigger appreciation. Um, and I think uh-huh. generally, generationally, that was something lost. Like, well, there was the dangly allure of the big new multifunctional has everything store. Mm-hmm. And everyone just kind of forgot about the mom and pop. They seem slow and old fashioned and they don't have as much and their prices are higher and not recognizing that no, this is where your neighbors were. <laughs> you know? Well, no. Here's here's another example. A comparative. Mm-hmm. Grant. Local company. Mm-hmm. Decent meat. Mm-hmm. But we tend to go to Walmarts for meat and other stuff because we, you know, of the experience of going to Grant's and picking up macaroni and cheese. And looking at it and going, this is expired. Why is this even still on your shelf? Well, now, some of it is that. I do, I do have a problem with retailers that I have to be so careful at. I, I'm not right. a careful customer in that regard. I do not look at dates. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There's a certain part of me that is apparently spoiled, and I believe that all things that I pick up on the shelf are instantaneously good for their maximum shelf life from that moment. Right. That's part of my problem. The other part of it is we also have to look at the convenience factor. Um, right. To be quite honest, most of our shopping is done somewhere after 10 p.m. Right. I mean, there, there's times that... Do what else? I said, I live on it for the listeners all now. I live in international time, meaning yes. my time doesn't match the region I live in. And mm-hmm. I have for ages done that. That's why, you know, it was a sad day when Kroger stopped being 24 hours. It was a sad day mm-hmm. when, you know, this business or that business stopped being the Midnighters. One of the restaurants we well, lost and in Walmart just... moved in here. Yeah, and it's a big inconvenience to you to have to – 
I mean, as much as we love our insurance company, it's an inconvenience if you have to physically set foot in their premises. It's an inconvenience if you have to go to, you know, a doctor's office or you have to go anywhere that isn't open until at least 2 a.m. Because you're up at night slash morning um, usually until about six. So yeah. you crash, um, hopefully by seven, and mm-hmm. you know the rest of your day is pretty much most people's or most of your quote unquote night is most people's mm-hmm. business hours. Correct. Um, so it does. It creates a problem if we have to hit a you know a nine to five Eastern standard time business. Um, It's kind of a mess. Um, And it's even a problem scheduling stuff. Uh, I know just getting the plumbing company to come out. Um, That's been a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't getting that at first, just side note. I'll just go ahead and throw myself under the bus. Um, I was not getting it at first. I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you live there, you know the house, you know what we need to be needs to be done. You've got to deal with them when they're there. Why are you throwing it on me? Um, like, I, because like, they call at nine a.m. Yeah, and that's the whole you, problem. You know. And that's yeah, actually how I said. Yeah, it's like them calling me at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I finally thought a I'm lot of bed. people. Yeah. That's how I thought mm-hmm. a lot of people. That I work nights. If you need to talk to me, call me after 5 o'clock in the evening. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I will gladly return your call at my convenience at 2.30 During my business hours. Exactly. And I think that that's a lot of what we're going to be seeing happen in a lot of businesses. We already are. Um, Let me tell you the challenges for debt collections. Um, That was an issue, you know, eight almost, well, more than eight years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. when I started with a debt collections agency, that was one of the things we most often heard is that I work nights. I work night shift. I sleep all day. Why are you calling me at 10 Um, Mm a.m.? And that's the nice version of that sentence. Um, Believe me, I've heard some, uh, we've had some recorded calls that are like, woo! Um, you know, calling someone at 10 a.m. that that didn't get off of work till eight, mm-hmm. not a good plan. You mm-hmm. know, they just got into bed, like they just pulled mm-hmm. shut their light blocking curtains, mm-hmm. put on their you know headphones or music or whatever they have to do to tune out the noise, and mm-hmm. went to bed. And literally the only thing that's, that is waking them up is going to be the phone because that's the thing closest mm-hmm. to them if it's not what their headphones are plugged into. Um, 
And they're expecting to hear, you know, your kid's sick, you need to pick them up from school. You know, their nine-to-five spouse has been in a horrible accident. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they're expecting when that phone rings. Because everyone else right. in their life knows better. And if they don't know better, right. they're about to find out better if they call. Right. So, but, Very yeah, quickly. when you have a business that works traditional business hours, you have a real problem. Like, mm-hmm. if that's it and you've got to get in you – know, Granted, debt collections, but whatever. Um, Like your opinion, like skipping that for a moment, anyone's opinion on debt collections, I didn't place calls. I have never, ever, ever been Techie Joe that called you for your balance on your whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm the BASF in this situation. I didn't make the debt collections calls. I made the debt collection calls better. (laughs) Like I deal in data and phone system. This is my life. Right. Um, you know, that's what I did. And, uh-huh. you know, loaded data, yada, yada. Um, so I never made a call, but then when you have to go pull these recordings, because let me tell you, that's sometimes the basis of a lawsuit is yeah. this, you know, I, is point blank told this debt collector that I work nights, do not call me before 5 o'clock, and they uh-huh. proceeded to keep repeatedly calling me every single day uh-huh. at, you know, anywhere between 10 a.m. and noon. And there's a point when people are like, that's it, I'm, uh, I'm done, I've got to sleep, leave me alone. Go away. You know, um, yeah, and that's all because a, a collector man. did not do, side note, that's all because a collector did not do the thing that they're supposed to do. Like, they're intentionally choosing to harass this person because they're not hitting mm-hmm. the button that's supposed to prevent that. Right. Set a timed callback. Specify in the mm-hmm. notes why. You know, right. you, you can prevent this lawsuit. It's not hard. But no, right. you get those collectors that are like, if I harass this a-hole enough, he's eventually going to pay so he can mm-hmm. get a decent night's sleep. Right. No, he sues, and it's a $15,000 settlement. <laughs> like, point blank. That's what it was when I was there. Um, right. The company used to settle everything. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's $15,000 out of window. And right. all because one employee doesn't listen. But you're also going right. to see more of that if we move to an independent contractor. Employers are massive corporations who don't give a crap about their local community. What right. point, what has to ask oneself, at what point if all of our employment is with nameless, faceless, uninvolved corporations that have nothing to do with our local community that ultimately the best we're doing is reporting to a middle-level manager that's local and everyone else is in an office supposedly in Delaware because it's a Delaware corporation, um, mm-hmm. but in a corporate headquarters that has never been to this area, that doesn't care about this area, that could not pick you out of a lineup if they mm-hmm. try. At what point does employment as the employee mm-hmm. also take on that same level 
of mm-hmm. why do I care? Why do I care about this employer? Why do I care about this community? Why do I care mm-hmm. if I get fired? Mm-hmm. And we're already starting to see it. It has definitely, to some degree, hit um, low-wage employment especially, but a mm-hmm. lot of the um, food service industry has been hit with this. Like, I'm sorry, right. you want to know why your Big Mac sucks? It's because corporate sucks. <laughs> All right. But, like, that's it. You're working but people here's the other minimum hours. It's a disaster. It is a disaster. But what I think we will see um, a lot mm-hmm. more of is a lot more, and I'm seeing it more and more because I've been in it. You know, for 17 years, mm-hmm. my office has been wherever I wanted it to be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we want to move to South America, we can. As long as they've got cell service and at least halfway decent internet, Lord knows, suddenly sucks. We can do that. Hey, it's not frontier. <laughs> I know. That is their only saving grace. And dear God, if Comcast comes into the network, I don't want to hear a word when I write the check. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will order their best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we're out of time. We've got some more stuff to we talk are. about. We'll do that next show. So until yeah. then, good night, y'all. Check out the Mountain Bears live podcast on Facebook. And always visit us at night for up-to-date details on what I'm up to. And Techie Joe, he's normally mm-hmm. in the cohort somewhere. So until yeah. then, good night, y'all. Good night, Joe. Good night. Did you know that you can have a reading with ASIN in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, asinite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E. You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network, sponsored by the Magic Happens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagichappens.com.